Hey, what's up, everyone? This is John Benamuto from Benamuto Attorneys at Law. This is Jenna Taskin from Bold NYC. And this is Startup Stories. Hey, guys, today we have Nestor from BitCaribe in the studio. We just had a wonderful chat with him. He runs an early stage startup in the crypto space. So we learned everything about the crypto industry and the challenges it faces. We also learned about Nestor's personal journey, um, how he recently came here from Barcelona to New York, the land of opportunity to turn his concept into a business and make those connections. So we learned so much from him. I really hope this podcast brings you a ton of value. Without further ado, here is our talk with Nestor from BitCaribe. All right, Nestor, thank you so much for coming here today. Um, you're, you came from Brooklyn, you said, right? Yeah, yeah. Awesome, awesome. Big Brooklyn fan. Very cool. John's from Staten Island. Don't, don't say that. This is not. No, I, I, <laughs> I don't know why he's embarrassed. Of, well, I, I guess. Yeah, this, I live this, in Staten Island. Yeah, I live in the city now, last 10 years. My so whole I just, family's from Brooklyn, by the way. I forgot. Yeah, I'm in Jersey. Yeah, yeah, no, I've been in Brooklyn for a year and a half, like yeah. I said. Actually, that's a great place to start. Like, where did you come from? What were you doing before you came here? Yeah, I was actually living in Barcelona, Spain, cool. Very cool. for like three and a half years. Okay. Or a year and a half when I've been here. That's awesome. Because I went to college here. I went to that university, mm-hmm. doing a business major. Uh-huh. And I came here because there was like this partnership with my university and the one that Start a business and be an entrepreneur, or were you already doing it there, or were you just in school there and you just came here to see where your path was going to take you? Yeah, I that actually was the last three months living okay. in Barcelona. That's okay. where I actually got to work on the project. Okay. And part of moving to New York was also that mentality like, right, this is the best place to actually develop that business idea. This yeah. is Rome, exactly. Yeah, I say it all the time. always says this is This Rome. is the mecca of the universe, I got you. Yeah, yeah, this is where all the opportunities you can have. Yeah. Like, that's why I'm here, you know? Like, yeah. All this shit happens, and I'm here. And yeah. That really helped. Yeah. You know, obviously, to be here and the connections are here. Yeah, the connections are here. You're in the network. It's easy to get everywhere around the city. Like, everybody who aspires to be, I won't say everybody, but most people who aspire to be like high up and start their own business, they come to New York at one point or another because it's just the land of opportunity. There's connections at every corner. Um, it's a good place to like start your dreams for sure. Exactly. Let me tell you something. Networking, man, that, even though sometimes it's boring or annoying or. You know, it's not about what you know, it's about who you know. Exactly. And it really helped, like, just knowing people and... and Oh, yeah. That's when you start relationships. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that, that's I tell people that all the time because I, um, you know, I, I built my law firm relatively quickly, and they're like, "How did you do it?" I'm like, "I went out one to four nights a week, and network. I was at every single event, shaking hands, follow up coffee, follow up drinks. Let's get lunch, let's talk, let's chat, and just met hundreds and hundreds, if not thousands, of people within like a year. And um, it was just, it was crazy. Like at some point, I just had like stacks and stacks and stacks of business cards in my apartment, and I'm like, 
All right, I gotta start figuring out what to do with all these things. So, um, but yeah, it's really the only way you could do it. You have to network. You have to get out there. You have to make your presence known. Yeah. So when talk to us about your business now. What led you to starting it, and what were you doing before that? Was it just school, or did you have a different job? Yeah. So my business is based on, on blockchain. Okay. Right? And you know the blockchain is the technology we have Bitcoin. Yeah. And I, I heard about Bitcoin in around 2013. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I looked into it and wow, wow, it's a bit interesting. But after all, you all, we see and we read weird stuff on the internet all yeah. the time. So you, you're like, oh, you know. Yeah. It wasn't until 2017 where we started hearing about it in the mainstream media. And <laughs> yeah. Because it started like going up crazy. Exactly. Yeah. And that's when I was like, oh, wow. And there was more education too. Like I think it was more skeptic in the beginning, and then there was more like concrete information exactly. too. Exactly, and that's where I actually began to really see mm-hmm. and understand the concept of blockchain technology. Yeah, and really be like, all right, wow, this is big. Yeah. This is like <laughs> you so, saw the opportunity. Like this is some revolutionary stuff. Yeah, some people even agree that maybe the impact. Maybe bigger than the internet. Mm-hmm. Potentially. Yeah. Yeah. So what um tell us about your business. So you you had the idea, you saw the opportunity. What was it like getting started? Well, it all really began when I got in Barcelona. Mm-hmm. I went to this bloodshed event. Okay. And that's where it really began to get It sparked your interest, so you went to like learn more and go to events and exactly. cool. And you know, the people I met and stuff, that's where it really began to take off. Yeah, awesome. Yeah, you have those conversations and it's it's more concrete and you learn a little bit from each other and having those conversations like, exactly. what is the potential of this and how do different people feel and, you know, people people is everything. We talk about that all the time. Yeah. Um, so people really helped you spark that. Now, was it just networking? Did you have, like, friends along the way or anyone you met in school that kind of partnered with you and helped you out? Tell me a little bit about that. Yeah, so... The real concept of getting together and, and making something really mm-hmm. began where that in the island of Curacao, okay. which is where I used to live before I went to Barcelona, mm-hmm. and that's where the look, there's a thing called mining, mm-hmm. you know, where you have like just machines. Yeah, mm-hmm. Bitcoin mining. The, the, yeah, crypto mining. The crypto mining. Mm-hmm. And you know, we had the idea, hey, why not do a trip of my day? Yeah. In Curacao. And that's where we had the, let's say, motivation mm-hmm. of making something. Okay. However, even though we didn't really do that, after we actually looked into it and said, well, it's not viable. Yeah. The idea or the desire to build something really began with that concept. Oh, we want to do Bitcoin mining, we want to, you know, organize this. And well, I think this happens to a lot of entrepreneurs as well. They have an initial idea. Yeah. And then it's just a roller coaster mm-hmm. ride. Constantly changing, yeah. And the final result is not like even remote close to the initial idea. Yeah, 100%. That really happened to us 100%. That's awesome. <laughs> it evolves though. It's like you find things you like, you don't like. Okay, you try something for a little while, and you say that's not what we expected. Yeah. And it's like you wind up somewhere completely different where you expected, but it's a good place to be. You evolve. That's how I always think of it. Um, awesome. So, what? So, tell me about the growth of it, like coming to New York and, um, you know, how you grew awareness and turned this into a concept. 
real business. <laughs> yeah, into a real business. Yeah, so again, I went through the road already with a with a concept, with an idea mm-hmm. of like what we actually wanted to do. Mm-hmm. You know, again, you know, a little bit of networking here and there, meeting new people, mm-hmm. and therefore meeting new communities. Yeah. You know, sometimes you meet that individual that really helps you. Yeah. yeah, it takes you to the next level. Yeah. And, man, after really going through the plans, you know, planning, 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 we really had a digital concept. I was already partners. Yeah. You know, to basically develop a physical prototype mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. of the software that we wanted, mm-hmm. which is a platform, which yeah. I'll, I'll speak about it later. Yeah. You know, that really sparked interest, mm-hmm. and that's where we actually started, you know, hiring some people, mm-hmm. getting marketing team behind it, social mm-hmm. media team behind us, mm-hmm. and that's where we really started to take off. You know? And how was that process? Was it, like, what was the hardest part of that process for you as, like, a young team, as a startup? Like, what was the hardest part? Was it, like, hiring people? Was it proving this concept to other people? Was it the actual, like... Like you said, like tech tech side of it. Like, what was like the real tough part for you? I think it was really trying to get a rather ambitious idea yeah. into a business concept. Yeah. Let's be honest. Let's be real. It's not, yeah. We all have awesome ideas of like let's say changing the whole world. I yeah. want to make <laughs> everything better. Sure, but how will you do it into a profitable business? Yeah. Yeah. You know we oh. had. And we spent like five months on the plan of building a wallet app application. We spoke about a lot of companies from different regions, down budgets, we had countless meetings, and we ended up not doing it because it was way too expensive. Yeah, the money and part, of course. The investment would have yeah. been hundreds of thousands of dollars, yeah. and to break even would have been a long time because it's just a wallet. Yeah. So it was like, no, we cannot do that. Yeah. <laughs> it was like going all the way back to the first page. We were like, all right, so how can we start but maintain the same vision? Yeah. The same vision of what you want to do. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if I, if I had to say what was the number one thing of like you know, keeping us motivated and stuff, mm-hmm. it's to have a vision. Yeah. You know, this is where we're going to go. Yeah. Regardless of what we have to do to get there. Yeah. If we have to start here or there, we know where we want to end. Yeah. <laughs> so everyone was pretty adaptable. They're like, we know where we want to go. We're all, like, on the same page as far as, like, ambition and drive. We just got to figure out how to get there. Exactly. <laughs> as to make something that's not a huge investment. Yeah. And that really make you money on a... You know, on the investor side, yeah. uh, reasonable return. Yeah, that's the tricky part. Find something super, <laughs> super cheap up front that you will make a lot of money from. It's really hard. If that's the dream, it right? Out, it's a great thing. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah, so that's actually what I was going to ask you is how you stay motivated. So that's so awesome um, that you said it's really like about having that vision and doing whatever it takes. So what did you learn in that process? I'm sure you wore like a million hats. And <laughs> you had to do everything. So, what, what did you? What did that? What did all those lessons teach you? 
Patience. Never give up. <laughs> patience, yeah. Never give up. <laughs> so you think it taught you to be more patient? Like, how was it? How did it change from the beginning? Like, did you think the process would be a lot quicker than it was? For sure. Yeah. I feel one of the things that you learn is like, all right, a lot of times we overestimate time or underestimate. You're like, oh yeah, do this in three months. Yeah. When it really takes year. one year. Yeah. yeah. Right? Because of course, there's a lot of things that you learn that you didn't know before, such yeah. as legal issues. Yeah. How long it takes. Should have called, you should have called me earlier, man. You would have had all those problems. A legal process. Just to register a company, which we did it in the island of Curacao, yeah. it took like eight months. Yeah. That's crazy. It's like the stuff you don't even think about that adds up and takes time. Especially, especially like companies that need development. Like uh, development, like the, the joke is that it just, it always runs over. Like, like, if you're developing an app or a platform or something, like, whatever you think it's going to take, times it by four, and maybe it'll be done mm-hmm. then. Like, it's so ridiculous. There's always delays. There's always issues. There's always bugs. It's just it's just a nightmare of a process. Yeah. Worth it. <laughs> sometimes. Sometimes. Well, worst case, you learn it's, it's, something. It's, it's right? always worth it sometimes. Yeah. No, it's the worst case, I know you learn something and you do something else. That's how you have to look at it. Um, yeah. So, what was, like, is there, like, a moment that sticks out that was like a very hard moment whether it was like oh we're not going to get the funding for this or looking at a bank account like was there a part of the struggle where you were like a moment where you were like oh this might not happen this might not work probably that moment after you know the wall is stuff to work out yeah and there was a three month period mm-hmm. where nothing really happened yeah we're really like revising you know what to do yeah, that's where it really hits you and be like, man, maybe it just might not work. Yeah. Did you ever think for a second that like, oh, I'm just, this isn't going to work. I'm just going to get a desk job. Like being an entrepreneur doesn't work for me. Or do you think that you were like, well, I'll just figure something else out? You know, honestly, even though, like I said, I had the thought in my mind that, you know, failure is possible. Yeah. It always is. Yeah. Oh, at the end of the day, what? Eight out of ten startups. Nine. It's actually worse than that. It's worse worse than that, yeah. You're being very generous. It's worse than everyone thinks, yeah. So, you know, high risk. High risk, high reward. Of course. Right? But I gotta say, when I really think about it, I always had, like, the drive to be like, I'm gonna make this happen regardless. Yeah. Uh, And I feel that, like I said, with the team, Mm-hmm. Which, at the end of the day, if you have a good team which are equally motivated as you, mm-hmm. that really helps. Yeah. If you're by yourself, uh, maybe you can be like, oh. No, you, uh, need, you need people. I, we, we say that all the time. It's like yeah. you, need, you need the right people. There's no such thing as someone who could do it all. You can't be. It's better to be great at like one or two things than okay at 100 things. It's better to find out what you're great at and then just do that and then leave it to the professionals. Don't try to. Don't try to be your own lawyer, your own accountant, your own CEO, CFO, CMO, and CCO. Like, you just don't don't wear all the hats because you need people who are experts at what they do. That's the only way to effectively grow a business. So yeah, I think that's one of the biggest learning curves and one of the most valuable lessons an entrepreneur could learn is, like, and some learn it way too late. Like, learn how to delegate. Learn how to get the right people because there are people who try to do it all themselves and they stay in charge and it's only them and they just wind up spreading themselves thin and making wrong decisions because they're not taking anyone else's perspective. It's like, be great at something and then have other people compliment your weaknesses. Like that's, that is the strongest and most effective way to grow a business. And I think a lot of people don't realize that for a long time. 
Um, so, you know, the fact that you learn that and we certainly learn that early yeah. is like, you know, it's, it's a game changer. It puts you on the right path. I think it helps, not that we believe in failure because everything is just a lesson. It helps you make less mistakes. <laughs> it helps yeah. you get where you're going faster. For sure. Um, so what was a big moment for you? So that was like a low moment. Was there a moment where you felt redeemed after and you were like, okay, this is working. This is going to be good. Yeah, like, like I say, like, this shit got real moment. Like, when you realize, like, oh, this this is going to work. Like, this could be a business. When, I don't know, it just happened recently. Because after mm-hmm. all, where I recently started. Yeah, your new company. It happened recently back in November okay. of last year. Yep. We closed a deal with a company based in Russia, in okay. Moscow, to develop what we have now, which is a platform of cryptocurrency exchange. Okay. Right? We closed the deal, you know, it was a great deal, amazing price, whatnot. Not that I'm doing promotion. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, you know, we really made the investment, we did, we started working, mm-hmm. you know. And I managed to make a really good relationship with guys at that company in awesome. Russia. Yeah. To the point where they invite me to their offices in Boston. Oh, that's awesome. And Have I, you been? I went there. Oh, that's awesome. Last January. Cool. Which was crazy because I went in January, which is the coldest month really? of the year. <laughs> it's like the worst time ever to go to Russia. Yeah. And I walked on the door, minus 20 degrees oh Celsius. It's like pretty crazy. Yeah. But once I got there, I was like, wow, you know, not where I am. And that's where I really believe that, you know, we can do something great. Yeah. We did manage to overcome what, you know, the lows, and we, you know, we're getting there. Yeah. Of course, still a long way to go. Yeah. But at least we feel that we're in the path. Yeah. yeah. Finally. Awesome. That's fantastic. Um, so what is something like, I know you said like your vision keeps you motivated. What is something that, you know, do you have like a routine that keeps you inspired? Whether it's like motivational speaking or music or writing, like whatever it might be. Like what's your process? What's something that really keeps you inspired? What lights your fire? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm a huge uh, soccer fan. Mm-hmm. You know, football. <laughs> yeah, and, football. You know, defense of New York. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's soccer here, but yeah. Soccer, sports, yeah. That's been my favorite ever, so, you know, whenever I can, I, I play, uh, cool. like, twice a week. That's awesome. Helps uh, you clear your head and, like, for sure, like raises really, your energy, for sure. Yeah. Really like, I have box, so that's, like, that's my equipment. Yeah, it's yeah. Sporting things good, too. And the gym and jogging and stuff yeah, like that, exactly. so it's good you to know, keep gym, it. Um, play the guitar, or just listen to the music, just to yeah. carry your mind, you know, so at the end of the day, you don't want to like overwork yourself. You also want to dedicate time. Yeah, you have to. Uh, I would say all the time. Recharge. You have to. Yeah, you have to. Recharge yourself. Yeah, it's, that's awesome. It's not about like like working until you're dead. It's just about like, working <laughs> until like you and take a break when you need it, so you produce quality work. Don't overwork yourself. Because um, yeah, I, I try to drive that point home because I know we live in the we live in a time where like like the hustle culture and things like that are very popular, and I'm I'm very against that. I, I don't think you should work until like you just can't move anymore i just think that's that's a foolish way to do business i think that you should you should work very hard obviously you have to put in a lot of time but know your limits and know when to take a break and just go walk by the water or climb a tree or whatever makes you happy and just yeah just do something that that kind of 
keeps you gets resets you gets you back to zero. Yeah, it makes you work better. So yeah, you want to work hard, but also work smart. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Produce quality. And, and if that's if you're only thinking about that twenty four seven and you're only working twenty four seven, like I know myself, like there are weekends I take a break, there are weekends I don't. This weekend I didn't. I worked a lot, and I noticed myself feeling fuzzy and unfocused, and it's because I know that. You know your body, especially as an entrepreneur. I know I need to focus on something else for a day to like regain my thoughts, come at it from a different angle. Like, you know, we we build websites is one thing, one of many things we do. Like, I need a fresh set of eyes basically to even look and I'll I'll see brand new things on the website because I took that time away. When you're staring at something all day, and you know, it, it doesn't give you that clarity and that that pause that you need. So, you know, John always talks about the hustle culture. There are people that only think. You're a hard worker if you do nothing but work. But these people wind up burning out very young. These people wind up giving up if they don't get results quick enough. So having that break and something that keeps you motivated and something to look forward to and something to give you like clear eyes basically yeah, and the, keep, the big, keeps the, you strong. The biggest downside is is that people that do that they just wind up pumping out garbage work. That's and the they, thing. And they you don't make want to be spread thin. It, they make it they make it bad for people that actually know how to. To, you know, to balance it and things like and that. And every industry is different. Like, my industry is very visual. We do social media, marketing, web, everything, design. It's like, visually, your eyes get heavy, and you're kind of making silly mistakes. It's like it, you're doing a disservice to yourself and the client. Like, And I'm sure in both of your industries, it's something else. Like, John, looking at a contract, you even writing emails. And, and yeah. you know, the technical side of things is so specific. Like, if you're lacks on things like it could wind up hurting you so yeah i don't think you should be reading contracts more than 12 hours like after, <laughs> after 12 hours i'm like all right this time to take a break yeah you yeah. know yeah. <laughs> you don't want to imagine that's not nice so, don't do that to yourself so what do you so what do you love about being an entrepreneur and what is something that is very tough about it well <laughs> everything <laughs> <laughs> for sure so what i love about it is basically that feeling of or first the cliche stuff. I have my old boss and whatnot. Yeah. yeah that, that's true. You work ten times harder that way. It's happening. But it's also a feeling that you have to do, you know, solve problems. Mm-hmm. You know, like that's the way I see it, you know. If you can solve big problems. Yeah. And adapt, you know, business wise. Then you really have the freedom to build something. Mm-hmm. You know, and really contribute in a bigger way like yeah. to society. You mm-hmm. know, like let's say that like you want to give that to your community. Well, we have potentially to do it as an entrepreneur. Yeah. That's really special. That's yeah. really that, you know, I can make a change. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. And it's partially about, you know, it's, it's something different for everyone, but like, yeah, it's partially about being your own boss. It's partially about, you know, eventual financial freedom. It does take longer than people think, yeah. but it's about the eventual financial freedom. And it's it's not from a greedy perspective. It's like not having worries and writing things off. And like you said, if your motivation is giving back to the community, you can't do that in a, when you're only supporting yourself. You can't do that until you build a foundation where you can give back to other people. You obviously have to keep your lights on so it's like it's the potential financial freedom I don't know if it's eventual it's just potential potential yeah the eventual yeah. is being very optimistic that's, with it that's is that the top part the yeah. toughest part yeah. it's all about potentially potentially maybe yeah. Yeah. not your will no yeah. it's, it's not an eventuality it's yeah. a potential if you have a job your will depends yeah. yeah hopefully eventually <laughs> you get your yeah. 
Yeah, at a job, you eventually a job, you get a paycheck. You will get benefits, most likely. Yeah. You yeah. will get a paycheck. It's coming next week, the same yeah. time it does every other week. Like, you know when it's coming, you can depend on it. It's safe. Would you have to start, though? Even now, after we hump it that far, after yeah. we build, after we build, we still maybe. Yeah. Every day you're keeping the lights on. Every day. Uh, uh, Somebody, your competitor can get smarter tomorrow. Like, you have to constantly be adapting to new things and, like, growing. And you have to be fiercely passionate. Otherwise, people give up at, you know, the small things um, or at the frustration that it's not happening fast enough. So you have to be, like, fiercely passionate about it, constantly changing and growing. Um, Yeah. So that's a tough part about it. Patience, like you said, you learned is, like, probably the most important thing you can learn. Certainly. Patience and passion. I yeah. always say, if there's no passion, there's nothing. Because if you're not passionate about it, like, why would you? Why would you not give up at the first sign of hardship? You go to the comfortable, safe child we just talked about. It's guaranteed. And if you be passionate, you order for others in your team. Yeah. Be passionate. Otherwise, if you're not passionate, why will they? Be you have passionate? to be passionate and crazy, also. Because <laughs> what we're you gotta be a little nuts. You going against everything. About is working your butt off more than you would work for someone else. Every day, maybe it's not nine to five, five days a week. Maybe you're actually working a lot more, and then it's for the eventual hopeful payoff. It might never pay off. So, like you, to keep going, you really have to be passionate, and you have to be a little nuts. Like you have to have a certain DNA <laughs> to be like, yeah, we'll just keep trying. Ten years, fifteen years, like eventually, it'll whatever it takes. Eating peanut butter and jelly, yeah. like whatever your situation might be. Um, you know, a lot of entrepreneurs. Uh, have to put off certain things like getting a house or whatever it might be. It's, it's not for everybody. Money. I say all the time, either entrepreneur or not. It's not oh, for everybody. Gosh. Not everybody sure. can do it. But the best way to learn how, if you give want, it a shot. is jump. Yeah, give it a shot. You got to yeah. take a shot. Don't. But don't. Course, that's what a lot of people don't see. Yeah. Behind the scenes. Yeah. Oh, 100%. Well, yeah, what it really takes. It's, mm-hmm. it's a lot of sacrifice. Oh, a lot. Oh, 100%. The time that you, you just spend, you know, doing out, mm-hmm. you know, having fun. Just sitting there in front of your laptop or writing hours and hours and hours on yeah. your project. Yeah. And that's the whole point of like what we do, what we do with this, what we do with everything is we try to teach people because most of the time you you see people is when they reach success. Like nobody knows you when you're nobody, right? And then they just look at you and like, oh, I can never be that. I can, I can never be Amazon or I can never be Facebook. It's like, yeah, but when they started, they didn't think they could be that either they started in a basement or a garage or something with a laptop uh and that's that's really what we try to focus on so people understand yeah but going back to what you're saying like you know we think everyone should give it a shot maybe part-time depending on your financial situation don't jump Actually, we, we, we could correct the uh, the quote from the original one. You miss 100% of the shots you don't take. Wink, Gretzky. Not Michael Jordan, actually. Yeah. Although most people think it is. <laughs> oh, my God. John's freaking pastime is correcting incorrect. No, because I've gotten people told me that. They're like, how hey, you did that wrong? I'm like, oh, shoot. <laughs> yeah, but, but um, yeah, so it's like jump in and try. You should always try. Nothing is worse than living with knowing you never tried and regret. But if you're not, you're not. And there's no shame in that. Like, that's the thing, like... I, I think people take things the wrong way with the whole entrepreneur culture that has always been there, but it's just more visual now with Instagram and stuff. People are documenting it like they never have been. So now people are seeing the success, etc., and they think there's shame in having a full-time job, but there's not. There's no shame, especially if you have a good salary. There's no shame in having a good guaranteed salary, vacation time. Like, yeah, what is vacation for an entrepreneur? If you're working on your laptop on a beach summer, that's for sure. No, people, like, yeah. So it's like there's no shame in it whatsoever. 
it's just that like entrepreneur DNA, I feel like it's not that it's a shame, it's that it doesn't allow you to. Like I am unemployable. Like I like if I went we're all unemployable. We can't go work for someone else. Like we can't I know, I'd be the most annoying employee ever. Because you have ideas that like you your heart, your gut, your soul, like it tells you to put an action in. When you work for someone, there's limitations. Somebody else gets the final say. In my DNA, I'm like, well, I think it's gonna work and I wanna try it. And if it doesn't work, let that be on me. But I can't be limited by somebody else. Like I I just it's just something in me where I would be frustrated and not motivated and, um, you know, especially when it's not in your field. A lot of people are working in companies that aren't in their field. When I first started, like, I was doing this stuff on the side and I was working for, like, event companies and radio companies that I realized I didn't really like what I was doing and it was just, like, you go to work unmotivated and, like, just can't wait to get out of there. And when somebody says no, it's like a toddler. It's like being told (laughs) no when you have a creative vision is, like, the worst thing in the world. I, I say this all the time. Like, Zandy came in our office the other day. I was like, he was being so anal. I was like, oh, we are so unemployable. Both yeah, of us. Right. If somebody oh, told he tells me all the time. If somebody story. told us how to do our jobs, <laughs> we would just be like, oh, no. I, I told him, I told him, like, when we were doing the hiring, I was like, yeah, and people aren't submitting cover letters. I would never submit a cover letter. I'm like, you'd never get hired. He's like, exactly. That's yeah. why. I don't even care. You know, the pro- like, the process for the way certain people are, like, I see other companies, I'm always... Thinking, like, I'm always thinking of a better way. I'm like, ah, that's not a way to do it. Oh, you're still collecting resumes? That's not how you get to know someone. When I hire, it's good. Like, I was always thinking like that. Yeah, you got to um, be stubborn. you got to be a little stubborn. you got to be yeah. very stubborn. Yeah, that's right. And there is exactly the point. Right? Yeah. I mean, why we do it? Because even though we work twice as much, or ten times as much as a traditional <laughs> job, we actually like what oh, we yeah. We love what we're doing. Fulfillment. Is everything like feeling fulfilled? That's like at the top of the pyramid. Yeah, yeah, and and I think for a lot of us, that's more important. That has to be more important than the money coming fast. That has to be more important than comfort. Like for me, like yes. I could have, I've had, com- I've had salaries, all the comfort in the world. Some of the first companies that I worked for, like you know, pretty good gig. Like I worked at the radio, I had free tickets. Like it was fun, but it's like at the end of the day, like. I'd go in on weekends and all this stuff, and it wasn't for me. You know what I mean? And it was like you're building I, I somebody else's dream. You're building somebody else's dream, and I wasn't fulfilled. And I had all these other things that I barely had time to do because I was working so much. And it was like I could look at the bank account, I could look at the benefits. I went to Turkey with my husband for two weeks, paid vacation. Like it wasn't enough. Like I was like, it's not enough because the time I am at work, I want to be doing something else so bad. So it's like for me, like fulfillment was more important than anything else. And I think that is something our DNA all has. Yes, we're crazy. Um, so you're in a very specific industry in cryptocurrency. What is a big challenge your industry faces? Well, first of all, that is very new. It's okay. Very, rather new industry. Proving the concept of people. Yeah. Right, yeah. The industry itself has really been around for five years. Yeah, yeah it's relatively so, new. Yeah, in the, yeah in the and the timeline of things, it really is. And regulation is kind of a pain in your industry. Sure. SEC and state compliances and mm-hmm. things like the that. The fact that most companies in the world still don't have a clear legislation mm-hmm. of what yeah. the blockchain, how to use it, what is it. That sort of limits the yeah. innovation of yeah, and how much you don't know if you can do it or not. Yeah, and in, in my personal experience, I mean, um, prior to the SEC putting out their memo in July of 2017, 
2017, what was 2017, 2018, um, a lot of people were doing all this cryptocurrency stuff and doing a lot of scams. So people got a really bad taste in their mouth because it was just a ton of scams. So two things happened. Um, people got a bad taste because it was scams and entrepreneurs thought it was a way to make 20, 30, 40 million dollars in a month. Um, so it really just kind of like screwed everything up for those people and then the SEC started to get involved and then things started to get a little bit more regulated. It's a lot better today than it was then. Um, and then also because of the scams and because of anything, most investors will not touch anything that says crypto or blockchain. I've actually had companies like that are like real estate companies and they put in there that they use blockchain technology and investors said to take that out of the initial pitch. It's just going to scare. People see blockchain, they see ICO, they see scam. Investors, that's what they say. They're like, take that out of the initial pitch. Save it in like the follow-up meeting if anything. Don't put blockchain, even though it has nothing to do with crypto. The fact that you said blockchain just was like a trigger word for people to just start thinking like, oh, blockchain, ICO, crypto, scam. No. Pass. So, um, yeah, that's definitely challenging for your yeah, industry. That's definitely, you said it yourself. Yeah. Probably the number one challenge because there's a lot of statuses behind Yeah, of course. There's Trusting. Because when it started, it started it started as a scam. People did what people do and they exactly. just conned those, everybody. Those deals, they usually have like mainstream uh, coverage. Yeah. And that's why. You know, creates more of the sensationalist views. Right? Yeah. You know, but there's obviously positive side to the whole blockchain innovation and the potential that it can bring, especially in the hard work countries mm -hmm. where you know hyperinflation problems with government spread and spread. And yeah, yeah. That, where the implementation of such technology can really have a you know, transforming impact. But definitely, even in those communities, the, there's a lot of, first of all, there's not a lot of knowledge in the whole cryptocurrency space. Yeah. So people don't really know what it is yet, or why is it beneficial, or, or more. Why should it use it, you know? Yeah. Why, why use the heresies if I have Especially dollars? something as important as that is like really, really, you really have to convince people. It's sadly. Yeah. Like that, that's what, also one of the biggest lessons you learn, mm -hmm. you know, how something so difficult, something so, how many actually convince people to join you, how many actually convince investors, and how many actually build something around this. Yeah. That's, when you, you, when you find your way around that and really achieve it, yeah, that's what is what is a real challenge right now. Yeah, have you been learning a lot just from like you know getting frequently asked questions and maybe speaking with investors and learning like the right answers along the way, how to like comfort people and give them some value and mindset perspective? Do you find that you're like constantly learning and navigating that? Yeah, for sure. You know, after you learn. First of all, learning how to communicate mm -hmm. your idea to others is huge. Yeah. Really important. And create really like a to, uniform message. Yeah, you need yeah. to transmit that same vision. Yeah. Just want to do that and advantage you really communicate with others. Another fact that even changed the whole perspective. Yeah. Like, wow, you're you're right. You know? yeah. It really makes sense. <laughs> yeah. really of course I'm right. I know what you're saying. <laughs> yeah, no, but it's not really about <laughs> if I'm right or if I'm wrong. It's that you really make people see that. Uh, there's something bigger behind it, just yeah. bigger possible. Yeah. And 
know, the whole concept of money, you know, of introducing a new way to manage your money, yeah. that's a huge challenge. Like, yeah. It's not just buying our shoes or whatever, yeah. it's, it's money, which for us is really essential. It's you know, so vulnerable yeah. and essential, yeah. To our society. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, tell me more about your future plans. So we've talked about kind of how you got here. You're an early stage startup. What's the goal? Like, where do you guys hope to be in a few years? So like I mentioned, our focus is Latin America and Caribbean. Yep. Right? So we're focusing on those markets. Mm -hmm. uh, specifically right now in Curacao, okay. where we're based, Aruba, Dominican Republic, Colombia, and Venezuela. Okay. You know? Uh, Venezuela is a prime example of how blockchain solutions can, you know, really try to help to get kids better mm -hmm. in terms of functionality. So part of our future plan is to really develop our four lines of businesses, mm -hmm. which we're working on, mm -hmm. have them fully develop, fully reach. Uh, Consolidation of the market share. You know, unlike here in America, Europe, or Asia, where you already have a lot of blockchain startups yeah. really, you know, let's say establishing themselves mm -hmm. a lot of market share. In South America, it's still very raw. Okay. So, feel that we have that opportunity that if we can achieve our objective and <coughs> really grow, we just potentially. There are a lot of market share yeah. mm -hmm. from the start, which is, you know, Cute. billion dollar opportunity. Yeah. Yeah. You know, oh, not, yeah. not saturated. It is yeah, billion dollar opportunity. Yeah. So, awesome. so, and then that's our, our, our target. Awesome. All right, cool, man. So what um, I always ask people, uh, like, what is your why? Like, what keeps you going? What gets you out of bed every day? What keeps you moving for that target even when things get bad? Um, you know, I just feel like everyone should have a why, and that's what you need in order to keep driving. So what, what is your why? Like, what, what do you hang on to? What keeps you going even when it's bad? The idea that actually creates something big. Okay. That can actually make a change. Not like, not like, yeah, maybe. No, that I can honestly really make a change. Yeah. And so the desire to change the things desire, up. And look, man, like, it's the idea of proving, not only proving people wrong for the sense of evil, but really uh, overcome yourself. Yeah. Because a lot of time people believe in, in, the, in the last year that there's a limit when they say, no, I don't do that. I can never do that. And, you know, throughout my life, a lot of people say, like, no, you can't do that. Yeah. Of course you can't do it. Hey, be careful. You can't do it. Well, that's what I always say. Um, the, the, sometimes the greatest driving factor you could have is to prove people wrong. Yeah, and I've always had that mentality of people telling me you cannot do it, and I do it. Yeah. Over and over and over and over. So, prove people wrong, not for the sense of, yeah, I want to be right. But no, just because people told you you couldn't do it. So no, now. Yeah, but do it as a motivation for yourself. To yeah. Really go for that personal greatness. Yeah. I want to be the best for everything. You know, of who you want to be. 
regardless of your limitations, yeah. regardless of whatever, you know, really focus on the positive, mm -hmm. on your strength, yes. of, what, of what you can actually do, you know, and as you mentioned yourself, you know, you cannot do everything, you know, you're not perfect, no, you're not. nobody's perfect, and you really need to surround yourself with people who believe in you. Exactly. My family, fortunately, has also believed in me, like, greatly. Yeah. You know, my dad has been a huge influence in the start of That's uh, My mom as well was revolved in the way for the nurse. Yeah. I mean, really, been like, you've always been doing your own stuff, you know, creating, innovating as well. So, you know. I had that motivation. So yeah, that's good. I had that a lot of people don't have those that. Samples, that yeah. Samples. So, you know, that's one of the things that you need to focus on. Oh, you know, I have that influence. I have that positive uh, support. Motivation, yeah. Which a lot of people don't have. So yeah. Yeah. You know, and you what are you going to do about it? <laughs> that way you create certain feeling of helpfulness and, and gratefulness. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Which can also motivate you for that, you know, I want to be prepared, I want to build stuff, I want to yeah. build stuff. Love it, man. <laughs> um, what was the best advice you ever re received or, or heard? Whether personally from someone or like a quote that sticks with you, like what's, what's some good entrepreneur advice that helped you out? I know it's a tough one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Putting you on the spot. It's like, uh, a lot of people help to mind at first. <laughs> It's like, just do when it. When you start to choose, like, the number one thing. Yeah. But probably a phrase that really, you know, encapsulates a lot of those concepts is that life is all about, is 99% what happens mm -hmm. to you. Well, sorry, it's 1% <laughs> what happens <laughs> to you and 99% of how you react to it. Mm -hmm. so, so true. Regardless of what happens of the... You know, the, the hits that you get, whether it's in life in general or on your business, yeah. it's how you react to it. It's mm -hmm. how you, all right, you're a problem, how do I solve it? Yeah. yeah. Not be like, oh, wow, this <laughs> happened to me, oh my God. No, it's so be like, all right, man, a... I, I, let's, let's see the solution. Mm -hmm. let's, let's try to move on. Yeah. Not be like, drown yourself in failures. Yeah. Just keep, keep going. Because yeah. life's going to beat you up. No, as a quote, uh, Customano or Mike Tyson, uh, heroes and cowards feel the exact same fear. Heroes just react differently to it. So, oh, nice. uh, I like that one. Yeah, right. I, like, I like that one. Yeah, that's good. You see, the Customano or Mike Tyson is one of them. But uh, that's a good one. Awesome. Well, we're wrapping up on time here. Thank you so much for coming here. Where can everyone find you? Like your company or even if you post personal stuff, like where can everybody find you? Instagram, website, Facebook, go. <laughs> well, you know, first of all, you know, thank you for the invite. Of um, course. Of course. Awesome being here. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, first of all, our website, you know, www.bitharive.net. Okay. And I'll put the spelling in the caption too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And... Well, social media, you know, Instagram, Twitter. Yeah. Awesome. At Bitharibe, you can find us there. Cool. And awesome. Yeah, you know, we're opening the blog as well. You know, you, you're going to hear more from us in the future. Yeah. Hopefully. So and you have a blog coming out soon? Yes. Is it going to be like educational, like keeping people up to date on like crypto trends and whatnot? How's that going to be? It's going to be both, you know, first of all, trying to do it originally as possible, you know, Right ourselves. Cool, yeah. And 
yes, a little bit of education, but also like really pushing out the ideas and yeah, patients. The journey, yeah. Very awesome. You know, was, yeah. Cool. Cool. Yeah, there, there's a, a lot of people who want to learn more about it. So learning from somebody who's in the day-to-day and who's been in it yeah. for years would be very valuable to them. Awesome. Thank you so much. So everybody look out for that blog. Go give them a follow and stay tuned on their journey. Thanks, guys. Thanks for coming down. Thank you. Awesome. And as always, guys, thanks for tuning in. If you enjoy our show, please leave a review. It means the world to us. You can listen to our show on Apple, Spotify, and Google Podcasts. You could follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Startup Stories Podcast. If you're interested in being a sponsor or a guest on the show or you know someone who should, feel free to message us or send us a DM. If you want to follow along with your hosts, you can follow Bold New York on Facebook at bold.ny on Instagram. Benamorito Attorneys at Law on Facebook and at Benamorito Law on Instagram. Thank you so much, guys. We'll see you next time.